Hey folks and welcome to this podcast episode for both PodCraft and for the Agile Speaker. I'm Colin Gray, joined as well by Marianne Johnson. Hi Marianne. Hello Colin. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, it's uh, thanks for having me on your show as well. So if you're listening, you'll know if you're listening on PodCraft, I am the usual host. If you're listening to the Agile Speaker podcast, you'll know Marianne is the usual host there as well. We decided because of the current situation, um, we're recording this in May 2020, um, that we wanted to put out some content around live broadcasts or live meetings, um, anything that you're putting out there live. A lot of people are now working remotely. They're working in situations where they're having to talk to people online a lot more. So Marianne and I thought we'd put together something for both shows, a joint hosted podcast to help you do this more easily. What was you? It was you that suggested this, Marianne, wasn't it? What was your thinking behind it? Well, so Colin, I just, uh, I was so aware that suddenly when lockdown kicked in, video conferencing was the the big thing. Everybody was turning to Zoom, Microsoft Teams, to, you know, all these different systems that you could set up and use. And for many of us, this new way of working is yet another really steep learning curve in amongst all of the other craziness that has happened over the last week, few weeks, moving from face-to-face meetings to remote working and virtual meetings. And yeah. for you know, for me, I was just aware that life is stressful enough for so many of us right now, whether it's to do with homeschooling, living together with your families, self-isolating, you know, all this change in our day-to-day work without then needing to figure out the best ways of working with video conferencing yeah. facilities. And yet we still needed to quickly be able to connect with our clients and colleagues and and really keep those conversations flowing um and i know for one i spent a good a good whole weekend <laughs> figuring out <laughs> how to use you know all these systems because my clients yeah. are all using teams but they also use zoom or some people are using skype yes. and so i need to be able to use all of them and yeah, th- this is not a great strength of mine, the technical side, <laughs> but I do have strengths in the communication skills side and, and helping people with yeah, that. And yeah. I thought to myself, um, this would be a really great collaboration if if we could fit together your experience of podcasting, the logistics and so on with my experience of communication skills and be able to put out some simple and really helpful ideas to support everybody, all of our listeners along the way in this whole new way of working. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had so many questions about like, what's the best mic to choose for for Zoom these days? Or uh, what's your recording software? How do you record an online call? Or how do you just run an online call? So yeah, yeah, I I think a a little series of, we're going to go for three episodes, aren't we? Um, To take people through the logistics, the planning and the delivery to hopefully help you out there listening to figure out exactly what you need to do to do better 
online meetings, do better online calls, to record them if you like, to increase the audio quality, to make them more reliable. Um, and not just from that technical point of view, but from your point of view, Marianne, how to run a good meeting. Does it change when you go online? Like, do you have to think about different things in an online call as compared to a, a, an in-person one? So we're going to cover all of that, aren't we? Yeah. And I think that ultimately, when we were talking about this recently, the biggest message for me is I feel that you, that we all that we must treat our calls just like we would treat a meeting with that person or those people that you're meeting and I think if you keep that in mind that really helps you to keep the right direction the, the right feeling the right planning um it, you know it, it uh, keep the right planning involved for those meetings for those yeah. calls yeah yeah. So it takes a bit of pressure off, doesn't it? As, as soon as you realise it's it's not really new, it's just the same old approaches in a new setting. Exactly. Uh, and maybe a few maybe a few different considerations, but in many ways it's not actually that different. Exactly. Exactly. So as so long as you get the technical bit working. Yeah. And that's the, and, uh, that's the big one. But as long as you get that bit working, then yes, I think a lot of the other uh, rules, a lot of the other um advice can still apply and it's just about applying it in a, in a different setting. But yeah, yeah the, the, yeah, well, the big thing about it to me was just that there are so many questions out there and you see so many articles about video conferencing and ultimately there is no rule book for this. There's no yeah. set etiquette for us because it's so new for, for many. So yeah, it would be, it will be really, really great to chat about this with you. Yeah. Well, the great thing is, and I've found over the years teaching people how to record podcasts, how to record audio, how to talk to people online, there's, it can be intimidating. It can seem complicated, but actually with a few particular approaches, you can make it really simple, really easy, pretty reliable as well. So yeah, let's, let's go into, uh, let's go into that then. Yeah. So why don't we start with, you know, on the logistical side, what do you, what is the best software do you, to use? What would you recommend? I mean, we use, uh, and it's the it's the one that's been getting the most press recently, isn't it? And we use Zoom. Zoom.us is one of the most common things I use to record a call. Um, I used to use Skype. Skype was always the mainstay in the olden days. Um, really because it was so ubiquitous. Like everyone had a Skype account five years ago, didn't they? Everyone you'd want to speak to. Um, but these days... The downsides of that, of course, is that you have to have a Skype account. You have to have a bit of software. So people have to download something for their computer. They need to sign up for it. Um, and then you need to dial them up that way. But the big advantage of Zoom is that only one person has to have an account. You have the host sets up an account. You sign up for Zoom.us. You can do it for free. So Zoom is a free tool as long as you abide by a couple of restrictions, which we can go into. I'll just cover that in a minute. But the real thing is you can sign up for free. The host does it once and then you can send out a link from Zoom and everyone else, they only have to click that link. Your browser does download a little bit of software, but it's pretty kind of seamless almost. You have to click an OK button when you click the link in the first place and then you're just into the room. So it's just it's just so simple. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend most people still use zoom.us. Um, I mean, the only other options that I've seen people use with much consistency is, um, you know, WhatsApp calls. So there's quite a lot of people setting up WhatsApp groups these days and doing video calls in there. That's It's a decent option if 
everyone in your group is using that, but it's a bit restrictive. You then have to be on your phone. Um, there are web apps, but they're not as reliable. Um, and you've also got other tools like like Slack. So Slack does really good video calls, but that presumes your whole team is in Slack, like you use that as a working tool. So really, when it comes down to it, I feel like Zoom is the most universal. It's the most easily accessible and it does decent audio quality. It's really reliable. It's just really simple to use. Yeah, no, it's good. I've uh, I've been using a mixture of Zoom, but also Microsoft Teams. I've got a few clients mm, who have got yeah. Teams. But the big thing that I hadn't realized over my long weekend of technical um, exploration was that with Teams, it's really an internal tool. So you're, it's for within your business. And I can only use Teams with someone else who also has Teams. And I yeah, hadn't yeah. realized that at the beginning. But it's worked well for me. Yeah. For the clients, the calls that I've that I've made, it's worked really well. Yeah, absolutely. Similar to Slack, actually. So we use Slack with our team at the podcast host, and it's it's perfect because we're in there chatting on text every day anyway, uh, and you can do a video call right in there. So that's the thing, isn't it? Like, there's no one best tool. There's there's often the best one is the one that people already use. So you might use something already, Teams, Slack, something entirely different that your team already has access to. So don't go out of your way to find a new one just because it might be marginally better in some random way. If it's already there, if it's already installed, if it's already easy for people, just use that. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And uh, but, but also, you know, something that had been on my mind as well is actually we have all switched to video calling. And do we, does it need to be a video call? Because that in itself can cause problems on the actual call, of course, can't it, with the broadband? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just, um, I think it was just last week, actually, I was trying to connect with one of my team, one of my staff, um, and we were on on Zoom and the mic didn't work. And then we went on to Skype uh, and that didn't work. And we tried Slack and everything wasn't working. One of us had a problem in some way. Like even I do this for a living and we still like the, the mic just won't connect sometimes. It's just irritating the way computers work. And we ended up going, wait a minute, um, I'll just phone you. <laughs> and I picked up the phone, I dialed his number and it just worked. Yeah. And there was no video. So, I mean... Yeah, it's a really good question. Should you just get the normal phone? Because it just works every single time. Yeah. Um, the quality isn't as hot. Like you'd, the voice is a wee bit worse, but who cares? Sometimes, like that's not really what you need, is it? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Do you do you find that you connect with people more? Like we're we can see each other right now visually because we're doing a video call. Do you find? I I do find it makes a bit of a difference to me. What do you think? Like I I do find I engage with people a little bit more. The conversation goes just a little bit more naturally. I don't know. I mean, I think I've had um, quite a few telephone calls with clients yeah. recently, and yeah. I'm personally I'm very happy on either. You know, I'm I, but I, I do occasionally just think I'm just going to pick up the phone and just call them because um, because that's maybe just the easiest with the setup I have there and then. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like if it's a five or a 10 minute call, if it's just to decide a couple of things, then absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, f- I find the longer ones, I struggle with a half hour phone call, but with video, you can at least, you can take pauses. There's this kind of, there's this comfort with being able to stop and think. Yeah. And people know you're there and staring into the distance thinking, as opposed to on the phone, as soon as somebody pauses, the other person feels the need to fill the gap because it's the only, 
engagement methods. So yeah. it's a funny one. And of but course, yeah, absolutely. I think, and, yeah. and the other thing that, you know, that to consider is that often it's not the one, it's not just one-to-ones, it's one-to-groups that people are doing as well, yeah. group calls. And I think with Zoom um, and the, the video conferencing is is a really effective way of doing that because it does allow you to see everybody and, and to be able to connect yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's really good that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, so just to cover the the doubt, so the, the limitations I mentioned of Zoom, you can use it for free if you stay within, what are they again? So it's, it's, if you stay within 45 minutes, you can do a group call. But if it's just two people, you can actually go forever. So just me and you on a Zoom call, we could actually go, we could record for as long as we like. We could, we could talk for as long as we like with video, with all the features costs absolutely nothing in Zoom. But as soon as you add a third person, as soon as you go to a multi-person call, the limitation is 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not even an expensive tool though, if you want to upgrade that. If you want to be able to have team meetings that run for an hour, it goes up to around the £15 mark um, per month. So it's not exactly an expensive tool, even if you want to get those premium features. Um, and the feature I do use a lot actually is the cloud recording. So I do use it, I record uh, in the cloud when you hit the record button. They're all stored on the Zoom servers and it means you can get those recordings really easily. Um, and you can schedule ahead of time as well. So you can schedule calls, recurring meetings, that kind of stuff with Zoom in the premium version. So free, certainly possible, but um, the paid version is, uh, I pay for it because I think it's worth it. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I've only been using the free one until now. Um, but yeah, it's it's it it doesn't help when you're coming towards the end of that meeting and then suddenly you start feeling slight little bit of stretch that you really need to yeah. wrap that meeting up and just it'd be nicer if you could just say, Let's just have this meeting for one hour. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Indeed. indeed. Okay. And what about um uh what about Skype? Do you think it's is it still kind of within the party or? or? I think, yeah, I certainly see people using it. So I, I've talked to a couple of bigger clients recently, kind of corporate, more corporate type companies. Uh, and they definitely use Skype because of the, it's, it's more the security features, I think. Zoom's, Zoom's taken a bit of a bashing recently for their yeah. um, their security, um, their encryption, that kind of stuff. They're, they're, they've not been until recently too worried about that. It's more kind of a move fast and break things type approach like Facebook. But Skype has always been very corporate. So they can deal with stuff like single sign-on, They've got Skype for business, which makes it really easy for corporations and staff to talk to each other that way. So I think it definitely has its place. Um, and, and if the people you know use Skype, there's it's a super easy way to contact them. Um, I mean, you don't have to worry about sending links out or anything like that. You can just literally call somebody because they'll be in your contacts. So certainly if somebody uses Skype already, it's a, it's a good way to connect yeah. um, and run a meeting. Does uh, it and have... Skype does record these way too, these okay. days too. And does it have all the same sort of features as zoom you know can you I, I actually i'm just realizing i haven't used skype to try and share a screen yet are you able to do mm-hmm. that with skype you can yeah yeah okay. absolutely yes yeah so yeah it's got it's got pretty much everything you need it's not too much there's not really any disadvantages i think over zoom apart from um apart from that ease of access apart from that kind of you, you don't have to require somebody else to have an account with it that's that's the main downside really Okay. And then, so moving on to equipment, um, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you think that is really essential to have really good quality calls? What sort of things should, should we be thinking about there? Yeah, there's, there's a few things here that can make a huge difference. 
Um, so, so the last thing you want, and and but the most common thing, sadly, when you try and especially when we're trying to record podcasts, when we're trying to get people in an interview, uh, you you end up you send out a link to somebody, they join a the call, and then as soon as soon as they join in, you see them just staring at you with nothing in their ears, um, nothing in front of them, and it turns out they're listening through their laptop speakers and they're speaking into their laptop microphone, and it's just horrible because <laughs> the it's the the kind of the worst quality mic you can get is that that laptop microphone, and and the fact that the audio is coming out of the speakers as well, it means that it sets up this feedback loop. It's an echo. The speakers go out to the person's ears, but they also go back into the mic and you get this loop and it's just, it doesn't sound good at all. So that's the main thing you want to avoid. Even if you're not trying to record high quality, that kind of thing can just, it can just turn an online meeting when you've got to, you know, the other people are listening to you for maybe an hour. It's just grating on the ears after a little while, hearing these echoes, hearing themselves back, that kind of stuff. So getting a good microphone and a good pair of headphones makes a huge difference. Um, so yeah, it's worth going into a couple of the, the options here. You don't need to spend a lot for these at all. Um, what mic have you got in front of you just now, Marianne? I've got your mic in front of me, Colin. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's Samson Q2. That's it. almost exactly right. Yeah, the Samson Q2U. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I like so, yeah, it. Absolutely. Great. That, it. Yeah, it's a great little mic, and it's the one we recommend to just about anyone. There's... There's not many uh, there's not many situations it doesn't suit. Um, the main thing you're looking for here is it's a USB mic, USB mic. So that plugs right into your computer, um, plug and play. So just about any computer will recognize it, will use it immediately as soon as it's plugged in. Um, it's got a headphone socket on it as well. So you can plug a set of headphones into that mic, which makes the setup even easier. It means that you can speak into the mic, which goes into the computer and you can listen through that as well. And that just it increases the quality of your call so much. Um, and one of the best things about that Q2U as well is that it comes with a stand. So you can handhold it. It's just like a nobody can see it right now listening, but it's just like a handheld mic. Yeah, it's, it's like just like the kind that, of mic you'd get if you were given a handheld mic to speak at a conference. Yeah, it's totally. exactly the or, same thing. And I would say it's the same sort of weight as well. Yeah, yeah. Or like a singer, singer's mic, like you see a singer on the stage and they're holding this thing in their hand. It's just like that. Um, but they're really flexible. So it'll go on the stand in front of you and you can you don't have to hold it. You can work with your notes and everything still. Or you can hold it in front of you if you really want to be able to stand up and pace about, which yeah. often people do actually because it keeps you kind of higher energy when you're in a long meeting. So yeah, that's that's it really. That's that's the microphone. That's the setup. A pair of headphones. The headphones don't matter. The headphones don't really matter. I mean... Ideally, you want a pair that are relatively comfortable. So a pair of nice, soft over-ear headphones, by which I mean the big fat ones that, you know, sit on the side of your head rather than earbuds, which go into your ears. Often they can be a bit more comfortable. They can be a bit more pleasant to sit with for an hour because when you've got earbuds in, they can they can make your, your little ear holes feel a bit uncomfortable sometimes. And, and also the quality is not quite as good in them. So it can be a bit grating after an hour listening to, to earbuds potentially. But you get good quality earbuds as well. So the headphones don't matter so much. Um, but the important thing is that you do use headphones. That That is the biggest thing, really. Okay. And so it's it's a really positive thing for the per- for you running the call, but it's also really helpful to the other people who are listening into the call. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you've got to think about your your own comfort and you're on these meetings for an hour at a time, maybe even longer. I've, I've been talking to people like some of my friends have been on Zoom meetings for two hours at a time. That gets that gets hard at the end of two hours. If you're hunched over a computer, try to, you know, speak into a, a like a, I don't know, a tiny little USB mic sitting on the on the desk or if you've got bad quality headphones on or, or even just listening to the other people speak into horrible quality microphones. It's just you, a little bit of effort makes that whole thing, that whole experience much more comfortable for everybody else. Yeah, that's interesting because I I hadn't thought about using headphones or the microphone, in fact, because I have an office that I can sit in and I don't have any um, interruptions in any, you know, from anybody else, but I have sat in on meetings with other people where you can really pick up on any background noise around their house. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I can see how, um, but, but it sounds like it doesn't matter what your setup is, you should try and have the mic and the headphones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good advice. There's um, the, the other option uh, is, I hesitate to say it because just a standard Samsung Q2U is basically about the best you can get. But just in case you're in a situation where there's not really somewhere to place the mic on the desk, a headset mic can be quite nice. So that's when you get a pair of headphones with a microphone built in. It's an arm that comes off the the earpiece and it goes in front of your mouth. It's the kind of thing you see in, in call centers yeah. a lot. Um, and you get one, you get a good headset mic. That, um, there's a, there's one called the Sennheiser PC8. Sennheiser PC8. Um, if anyone wants to see these links, by the way, pop over to the podcast host dot com forward slash mics m-i-c-s and that'll take you to a link um that'll take you to a page with all of our microphone listings on it so you can find all of these there if you want to that's the podcast host.com forward slash mics m-i-c-s but these headsets the the sennheiser pc8 great little headset about 30 pounds um they're less good quality than a USB mic uh, because it's a little tiny mic that mounted to the side of your head. The headphones tend to not be quite as comfy as a good, sort of decent set of headphones, but they're still decent. Um, but the, the advantage is that it's simple, it's cheap, it's just one thing you're buying and plugging into your computer um, and it sorts out your mic technique. <laughs> so when you've got a mic sitting in front of you, you need to be careful about not moving around too much, you know, not going further away or closer to the mic. You need to be careful about not bashing it with your hands. But if there's a thing just sitting beside your mouth attached to your headphones, mic technique, you don't have to worry about. It's just always in the right place. You're not going to be hitting it. So there are advantages to that as well. So that is a second option if if you don't fancy the uh, the USB mic that's going to sit on the desk in front of you. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be the one thing I'm aware of is that it is right, that it's taking up a little bit of space. But and And presumably you have to have the mic, this mic that I have, right in front of me whilst I'm speaking into it as opposed to yes. having it off to the side. It's got to be in front of you. It's got to be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, if you've got a microphone, uh, sorry, if you've got a keyboard in front of you, for example, it's it's not the most convenient. So if you have to be mm. taking notes at the same time, it's perhaps not ideal, but depends on how your desk is set up, really. But certainly that that PCA, that's, that um, Sennheiser PCA, it's a good, a good second choice. Great. 
Okay. Um, and of course, as well, sorry, not to add one last complication, but you do get such a thing as a mic arm as well. So right in front of me, I have a, a boom arm, B-O-O-M arm, which any of these mics can go into. And it's just the kind of thing you'd see in a, a radio station where it's attached to the table at the back and it moves around. It just swivels, it pulls over, it extends. It's like a, it's like those, what is it, an angle poise lamp? Is that what they're called? Those lamps that, you know, it's an arm that moves around. It's just like that. Yeah. You attach your mic to it and that lets you have, um, that lets you mount it really easily so that's an option as well if somebody wants to go uh, it's a full hog and a good setup yeah and then of course with all these you know these these uh bits of equipment that we're bringing into the whole meeting as well it's really important i think that you have to make sure you check that everything's working before yes you kick absolutely. off the call don't you and <laughs> i personally i tend to do this at least 15 minutes before I nowadays, the one thing that one of the things that has really changed in my meeting preparation is simply that, um, where normally I'd get to a client's office half an hour before to make sure my video camera equipment and everything's set up. Now I'm, um, I'm 15 minutes before the call. All that I am doing is working on making sure the audio, the video, everything is working and that that's all set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. I yeah, and, and Zoom as well has a great tool for this actually. So if you're if you're running the Zoom room, if you're the one who's the host, um, open up the link ahead of time. Uh, you these days they've got an option where you have to admit people, so people will come to your link and they'll be in a waiting room uh, initially. So you can you can allow them to go into the waiting room and not let them into the the main room to see and speak until the time you want them to. Um, it means that you can go on 15 minutes ahead. You can use the Zoom tools, uh, go down to the bottom left where you see the mic and the camera icon, and you can use the settings down there to test your mic. You can you can do the test, you can speak into it, it plays back to you. So you can see, you can make sure you can hear and you can speak um, and you can see your own webcam as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I mean, uh, But, but you know, all these things you can... Um, you can do everything you can to make sure the technical stuff's working. But yeah, last night um, I had my own experience of uh, hosting a Zoom meeting for our local, for our school parent council meeting. And it's the first one we've done over Zoom. And I was there, I'd got all my preparation organized, I'd rehearsed what I was going to say. I was really well prepared and you know, thought about the introduction, how I'd introduce logistics for everyone in the meeting and how to use everything. And and about, you know, 90 seconds into my intro, my whole Zoom thing just shut down in front of me. And I had 12 <laughs> people in front of me and I was mortified. And Zoom yeah. put out an update 24 hours ago, I think. And it had well, this is what I think happened is it was updating and it had obviously decided that that was the point in time to restart yeah. my computer. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was, really yeah, I mean, you know, time. just throw another thing into the bargain to think about, but yeah. I wanted to bring that up because yeah. I did not expect that. And uh, no, no. so, yeah, so another thing just to, to be aware of yeah. that these sort of things might happen. And actually you mentioned yeah. something earlier about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I when we're doing interviews at the, the studio, so um, if I have a big interview coming up, I'll know when it is, like say 2pm or something in the afternoon. I'll tend to go through and turn on the studio computer at least two hours beforehand. I'll go through at midday and I'll turn it on. Um, I'll log in, I'll make sure it's on the desktop and I'll walk away. And I'll come back an hour later and I'll look at the computer and, and 
you know, four times out of five, it's fine. But one one time out of that five times, it'll have, do you want to do this update? And there's all the, there'll be something there. So I, I like to give the computer a little bit of time to catch up, to, you know, sort itself out, to be on. Um, even things like Dropbox, you know, like you have these tools like Dropbox, like Creative Cloud, like these things on our computers that like to download updates, even if it's not Zoom, even if it's something else. Maybe it's just downloading or synchronizing or something like that. So I like to turn things on a couple of hours at least ahead of time and just let it sit there um, getting itself ready. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. thing you want, like, though, is yeah, turning up a minute ahead of time and then suddenly you get like, uh, you know, it's it's downloading all your Dropbox files and it's like updating Zoom and it's doing all the other things as well. So yeah. <laughs> give it yeah. a bit of time. Yeah, no, I think that's um, good. And I think it's also, um, it's, I think uh, watching people on meetings nowadays, you know, I'm really aware of, um, you know, eye contact and, and everyone's cameras are positioned in different places. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's something that I think people will be starting to really get used to now as well is where the mic is and that you should be trying to use, sorry, not the mic, the camera, where your webcam the camera, is yeah, yeah. and make sure that you are looking at it when you want to drive home your points and keep yeah. that as close as possible to eye level if you can so that you're not either looking right down or you're not looking up and yeah. i mean i managed to i got a sort of uh shelf thing on amazon a few weeks ago which just raises up my whole laptop so that it's yeah. at a better level to work at yeah it makes a huge difference actually and one little trick i do actually um learned a while back was yeah don't just leave the window where it is on your on your desktop. So you can, I, what I always do with my Zoom window or my Skype or whatever it is, uh, I will often minimize it. I'll get my document up. So that means, you know, Zoom goes down to a tiny little window or Skype goes to a tiny little window. And I'll drag that up so that it's right underneath where my camera is. So my camera is on the top of my monitor um, and I'll drag the little window up to just below it. And because it's a tiny little window, it means you're always staring just below where the camera is. So your eyes are almost pointing at the camera all the time, um, even though you're looking at the image of this person. Uh, so that can work really well, actually, to help maintain contact. That's a great tip. Really good tip. Yeah. I've actually, you know, I've taken that, I've taken that even further in the past. I don't do this anymore, but I used to have uh, a tripod that I had my webcam on and I would set the webcam in front of my screen and I would have the image of the person actually behind the webcam. So you could see their, the outline of their face <laughs> and, and the webcam's basically over their eyes. So I'm, I'm staring at the webcam, but it feels like you're staring at the person because they're behind the webcam. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I'm <laughs> so, so, I'm it, so delighted we're doing this because it's all these kind of <laughs> clever hacks that, you know, that you can, that you come up with. It's so helpful. It's so helpful just to get yeah. new ideas on how, how to do yeah. things. Little things. Do you yeah. mean, talking of of cameras, what about this? Is something we were we were talking about before dress code? Like, do you do you <laughs> do you get dressed up? Do you put a suit on? Do you put a tie on to go to a Zoom meeting? How, how do people think about that? I think that this is very much each to your own. I think that it. I think you need to dress appropriately for the audience, the listener that you're speaking to, and. Essentially, it's thinking, well, if if you're having a call with an investor, if you're having a call with a client or a customer, if you were going to meet them face to face, what would you wear? And so if your personal brand, uh, as it were, if, if the way that you present yourself 
to people in uh, in meetings is wearing a suit and a tie and that's and you know shirt and trousers then great but if it's more relaxed than that then then just do what's appropriate for you i think that's really the key thing i think i i would i wouldn't you know i i think it's it's important to dress up if that's what you would normally do i think if you were going to meet an investor and you're speaking to them because you want them to invest in your business to part with their hard earned cash in you then you want to be making the appropriate impression and maybe not turning up you know wearing a, a t-shirt and jeans but yes. it is it's very much um i think a personal preference as to what's appropriate for your business and the impression you're trying to make yeah yeah absolutely yeah it, it just kind of keeping in the same mindset you normally would i suppose eh? just being exactly being in the same like you said at the very start treat it like a normal meeting exactly uh, i haven't i haven't worn a suit or a tie in about 15 years so i'm not likely to do it even in a zoom meeting but <laughs> even in a face-to-face meeting but yeah if you do do that then if it makes you comfortable absolutely yeah exactly yeah exactly do you think backgrounds are related to that as well? Do you think you have to worry about, you know, people are working at home just now. Do people judge you if your room's messy behind you? Should you be thinking about that? Do you know, I think if we'd been doing this six months ago, I might have had a slightly different answer to that. But I think, so I think you know, six months ago, I might have said, you know, you should be trying, you know, try and make a, a professional approach and you know have a a nice simple background maybe with a nice picture on the back or whatever it is but I think in the current circumstances for everybody with uh, COVID-19 and everyone being locked down I think people are pretty relaxed about what your background looks like and again I think it's a personal preference I've seen a complete mixture of what people have and I think that it, you know we're all human we're we've all been thrown into this situation really unexpectedly and i think that a lot of people will um you know i don't think you'd be being judged on what your background's like at the yeah. moment yeah yeah absolutely yeah so don't worry about it is the is the message yeah um on the other hand i do think there's a couple of things you can do very easily to make your backgrounds look a bit nicer uh, one of the biggest parts actually is is the lighting. Like if you can set, so a lot of people are working on laptops at home at the moment, so they have a lot of choice over where they sit. Um, so if you do choose somewhere, a really nice type of place to sit is somewhere in front of, say, a set of shelves, because it adds a bit of texture to the background, makes it look kind of nice. You're not in a, doesn't look like you're in a jail cell, like if you just hide yourself in front of a blank wall. Um, so that can be quite a nice way to do it. And and thinking about lighting. So if you're sitting facing a window, for example. So right now I'm looking over my monitor out a window at a bunch of trees and sunlight's coming in and that lights you up really well. Um, and that lighting, even if your room isn't the most interesting or the nicest, if you're lit up really well, if your face is nice and highlighted, um, it just it helps. It's a good impression on the camera. Um, if you're in a room full of 10 people in a meeting, maybe it helps you. I don't know. I don't know whether people are thinking about standing out these days, but, you know, it's kind of um, if you're on the team, you, you look good in that camera and you, you kind of stand out and maybe you can, you know, you can represent yourself well if that lighting is good as well. So just a, a couple of little things you can do, I would say, do do improve the situation. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got um, the kind of backgrounds that you can use on Zoom as well to if yes. you don't want your background to be shown, then 
then you can um, put up a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge or yes. some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of you know stunning background behind you, and and again, yeah. or a Microsoft Teams that's got a feature where you can blur out the background, uh-huh, which is yeah. sort of slightly odd at first to get used to, but I get, but I think it's a good way for people if they want to be able to do that, then why not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's a nice idea. It's. Um, the the really weird out there ones like the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that's maybe a bit uh, a bit strange but you can get some nice plain ones maybe just the textured background or something yeah. like that can cover up the the mess <laughs> yeah exactly exactly right. anything else you want to cover on this Marianne no I think that's I think that's probably uh, covered it pretty well indeed all right I think we'll sign off on this episode then on the next episode we're going to talk about the next stage which is being prepared for the call. So getting yourself all organized ahead of the call, such things as, uh, you know, setting time limits about, about how to pay attention, about how to stay focused, how to keep everyone else focused as well. So we'll cover that on the next episode. Thanks very much, Marianne. That was interesting. Thank you, Colin. Yeah, really, really useful. And a few really good uh, video conferencing hacks for me to take away uh, and Great use stuff. on my technical technical issues that I've experienced too so thank you very much so if anyone wants to follow up and find our content as we said we're recording on both Podcraft and The Agile Speaker just now you can find Podcraft over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash Podcraft and where do you find The Agile Speaker Marianne? at mariannejohnston.co.uk slash podcasts and also it's available if you search on the usual place places where you would look for, for your podcasts. Indeed. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much for listening, folk, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.